Welcome to It's a Good Life podcast, where it's all about helping entrepreneurs think, feel, and do better. Here's your host, Brian Buffini. Top of the morning to you. Welcome to It's a Good Life. Today, we're going to talk about getting your business off to a great start. We have a vision for a rocking business. I don't know about you, but I always enjoy the rocking New Year's Eve. Used to be Dick Clark. We're rocking in the year. So we want to start off the year rocking and rocking and rolling with our business. And a lot of times we have what we call the January hangover. And it's not just that you may have imbibed a little bit over the holiday season. But the fact of the matter is there's some legitimate hangovers that come from year to year. So, for example, we can have reserves can be a tad low. Whether your business slowed up a little bit in the third or fourth quarter, and all eyes and all data looks like there was a consistent level of spending over the holidays. There was also an increase in debt usage over the holidays. So you can have a little bit of a hangover. You could have a little more debt. You could have a little less cash. And the, uh, when the reserves are low, anxiety starts to get high. The second thing is there can be a sense of overwhelm, right? Starting off a new year and there's a little bit of angst. Okay, where do I start? Where do I go? How do I get it up and cranking? The last thing, there can be a fear of the unknown, right? We know there's still people debating whether it's going to be a recession or not. I've made my opinions very clear. From mid-2022, I've been preparing all of our clients, all of our members, all the people we coach, and our audience with It's a Good Life podcast for a recession in 2023. And I've been working hard to help people prepare. There's a lot of people have a lot of opinions on the subject and everybody's got an opinion. But for me, I just believe it's going to be a rocky type of year. Uh, Nothing disastrous, nothing scary, looking like what a normal recession looks like. A couple of negative quarters of uh, negative growth. And so uh, it's not the end of the world. There's no political campaigns in 2023. So a lot of times the truth has a better chance because it's not one side making it worse than it is and one side saying it doesn't exist at all. So it's a good year for that stuff. So bottom line is all those situations exist. That's the lay of the land. That's the circumstances. That's how banks are viewing it if you're looking for capital. We know the employment market continues to change. In fact, I was just looking at a research this morning that said 46% of employees are considering making a move still. And that the number one thing that employees are looking for by 61% is more money. And so all of a sudden, all the perks and work from home and, you know, cookies and salad bars at the office or whatever else, other little perks that everybody got into. Right now, people are looking to get into a job. They're even thinking about going back to their old jobs if it'll pay them a few more bucks. So again, what that tells you is a little bit of economic pressure and people wanting to grind a little bit more. So what do we want to do? for a rocking business? Well, the first thing we want to do is create a clear business strategy for the upcoming year. The second thing is very tactical. We're going to make tracking our friend. And then lastly, we want to pick a theme for the year. So let me talk to you a little bit about a business strategy. One of the challenges in owning a business is that you have strategy, operations, and then tactics. And I'm going to say this. I'm in business a long time over three decades. And I can tell you that for much of my career, I would often let the annoying tactic or the stuck operation block out the strategy. And so first and foremost, an idea is not a strategy. If you're an entrepreneur, 
We love ideas. We get energized by ideas. We get fueled by ideas. We also allow our ideas to be, this is going to be the big break, or this will take away the pain, or this will change things forever. And I've seen people idea themselves into bankruptcy. So the first thing I want to tell you is that an idea is not a strategy. An idea is an idea. And good ideas get better over time. They have to be worked through, thought through, planned through, strategized through. And then when there's great conviction there, you go for it. You go for it. And that's what an entrepreneur has to do, has to make the call. But for me, put it into a strategy. Put it into a strategy so it's like, okay, first quarter, second quarter, third year, three years down the line, five years down the line, where does this bring me to? The operations are the details, the process, the people. And the bigger the team you have, and we have hundreds of them at Buffini Company, great people, all working hard. But sometimes the operations absolutely clouds out the strategy. We've always done it this way. You know, Brian, you said it 10 years ago, we needed to do it this way, and we're still doing it that way because you said so. And what happens is people find their identity and their comfort in having their job. And that's why when you have a strategic idea, a lot of times it can rock the boat a little bit. And that's why you don't want to just come up with idea after idea after idea that's not part of a strategy as an entrepreneur. You'll give your people whiplash. You can also give your customers whiplash. You can also have whiplash of the market. So you don't want to be running around like a chicken with your head cut off. And that's fear-based idea hawking is what it's called. And so what you want to have is a strategy, okay? And so a strategy is actually not nearly as sophisticated as people make it out to be. It's a set of goals. It's the priority of your calendar and then a list of your daily activities. And it's really, you know, the fundamental finances underneath it to support it. So if I was to tell you like a business plan, for example, is a set of goals, it's the activities to achieve the goals, and it's the financial resources to support the goals and what the financial payoff will be. Uh, Now, you don't need to go to Harvard for five years for an MBA. You just got it. That's real world stuff. And so what do we want to do? We want to absolutely positively set some goals, right? So just to give you a little tip here, and one of the questions, and I've been getting a lot of emails and a lot of letters, and I love hearing from you. So please continue to reach out to us. You can reach me through itsagoodlife.com. If you want to ask a question or reach out, just let us know. We'd love to hear from you. But a lot of questions I've been getting have been, how do I make as much as I did last year? And I will say to you, that's a scary goal. That's a scary goal. And I know the market's changed. And for some of you, you know, if you're in the real estate and lending business, right, that's especially a concern because the Fed has raised rates specifically to cool down the market and cool down the market first and foremost in the real estate industry because that's where most people's wealth is. That's where the wealth effect is felt the most. And so it's also 16% of the whole economy. So people are saying to me, how do I make the same money as I made last year? And so I'm just going to challenge you. It might not be what you want to hear, but this is what a good coach will do, is inflation. Now we have it, inflation has come down from 8.5% to 7.1%. And so uh, not exactly worth throwing a parade over that, but thank God it's moving in the right direction. So 7.1% will make you go broke slower than 8.5, right? So it's a hole in the bucket. What it means is you have 7% inflation, your goal for growth should be at least 10%, minimum. And that's just to cover the taxation. So if you go 10% growth and pay the extra taxes because you grew your revenues more, now that's kind of how you stay put. So if you want to stay put, you got to grow your revenue by 10%. And there's only three ways to do it. You increase your sales, you increase your prices, or you reduce expenses. And I just caution people because fear allows us to get scared 
and cut expenses. And the next thing you know, we're cutting the expenses that produce the income. You know, it's often funny. Like, and again, I'm not calling people out, but when I sit around with my finance team, the one thing they always want to start with is cutting the marketing expenses because that seems to be subjective. Uh, should we cut out the consultants and the coaching that we're getting? Because that seems to be subjective. And we see it all the time. I can tell when there's a recession happen based on how many people cancel coaching. And we see it all the time. And it's always the same group of people. It's the same group of people. And it just feel bad, you know, because you can only do so much. You know, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make him drink. <laughs> Our most successful clients are doubling down right now. And people who, oh, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to cut my expenses here. I'm going to cut my marketing budget. I'm going to cancel my coach. And we see it all the time. And I've been at this for almost three decades. And that's a person who's going to come back in two to three years going, oh, my God. You know, I didn't just have a 10% drop off. I've had a 50% drop off. And if I had to do it over again, I could do it. But now I can't afford this and that and the other. So don't do that stuff. You want to knock off the goofy expenses. You want to knock off small things, subscriptions. You know, where are you wasting money? Not where's your money got a rate of return for you. Where are you wasting money? And so that's, that's what you look at there. So I'm going to encourage you, set goals and set goals at a minimum of 10%, okay? Lou Holtz said, if you're bored with life, you don't get up every morning with a burning desire to do things, then you don't have enough goals. And so your goals should produce a little bit of a burning desire. And to grow in an environment of shrinkage and pullback and recession, that's a little bit harder. So I like to say it's like working out after 40, okay? You have to do a little bit more work. You have to eat a little bit cleaner than you did in your 30s. That's all. And that's what a recession is. And so totally doable. You can get in shape later in life. It just requires more focus, more energy, more attention. And I know some of you might be sitting here and you're going, oh, I'm burned out, I'm tired. Well, you know what really fires you up is a great set of goals. Getting focused. In, instead of focusing on your problems, how you feel, what's gone on, where you're at, nothing gets you jarred up again than actually having a set of goals. So start with a set of goals. Make sure you prioritize your calendar. If you ever take a tour through the offices here at Buffini Company, come by the Good Life Podcast. So we have all the main headquarters across the street. And next door here, I have marketing. But then we have our own building here for the It's a Good Life podcast with our staff here. And uh, you'll see a series of calendars. You'll see my personal calendar for events. You'll see my personal calendar for podcasting. And then you'll see the broadcasting calendar. Well, you know, you've got to prioritize your calendar. And so it's very, very important. Uh, Annie Dillard said, a schedule defends from chaos and whim. It's a net for catching days. Henry Kissinger, one of my favorite quotes, said, there cannot be a crisis next week. My schedule's already full. So it's a former, uh, you know, Secretary of State. And he's like, hey, there can't be a crisis next week. My schedule's already full. So what's your schedule full of? You know, for me, you know, I love to help people. I love to meet with people. I've mentored a lot of people over the years, one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. Uh, I got to be candid with you. I won't be having a lot of lunches with people next year. That's one thing that I had to look at. And I looked at my calendar with my assistant, Jeanette. And there was a lot of people, good intention, Brian, people had, you know, real estate investments or someone I had a friend of a friend or I'd get a family member go, hey, dad or Brian, my bride will say, can you meet with this person? And I, I can accommodate those requests. Next year, they're going to be few and far between, few and far between. You have to say no to good things. I enjoy those things. You know, I, I love doing this podcast and I pour myself into doing the best I can for all of you. I like to get a little human interaction once in a while, you know, but that's prioritizing my calendar. That's one of the things that has to kind of be reduced in 2023. And then next, lay out your daily activities, okay? 
Show me your calendar. I'll tell you where you're going to be. Show me your activities. That is the number one indicator of how successful you're going to be. Where do you spend in your time? Where do you put in your energies? And if you're putting it into proactive, positive things that are the highest and best use of your time. So it's a great little phrase. And those of you who are not maybe in the real estate business, when an appraiser comes to look at a piece of real estate, the first question the appraiser has to ask is what's the highest and best use of this property? Now, if you live in your home and you live in a residential neighborhood, that's the highest and best use of that. It's pretty obvious. But sometimes it might be a corner lot and it's a, it's a gas station and the person wants to sell it. Well, the appraiser comes along, what's the highest and best use this time? Well, you know what? This place would do better if it was a fast food joint. What's the highest and best use of the land is the appraisal of its value. What's the highest and best use of your time? Which means what are the activities that you do that produce the greatest rate of return? I know people who have goals to make $200 an hour, but they typically fill up their schedule with $20 an hour work. Well, you know, you just cannot make 200 bucks an hour doing $20 an hour work. It just cannot be done. It has never been done and will never be done. And by the way, the busy work, that's the easy stuff to default to. When you're kind of checked out, when you're burnt out, or when you're not focused on a set of goals, it's easy to do the organizational, clean the desk, sort through the computer, do that type of stuff. That's not what makes the bell ring, boys and girls, especially when you're an entrepreneur. Author uh, Minion McLaughlin says, Every day of our lives, we're on the verge of making those slight changes that would make all the difference. James Clear, who wrote that fabulous book, Atomic Habits, says, If you have good habits, time becomes your ally. All you need is patience. And then Jocko Wilnick, Navy SEAL, leader, had him on our podcast, lives right here in San Diego. We have a lot of friends in common. Says one of the best mental disciplines for people to implement is simply putting together a schedule or a task list and actually executing it. Write the list or the schedule the night before and then do what you said you would do. Life becomes much better when you do that. Now, that sounds so simple, it's ridiculous. But you know what? He wouldn't be saying it if a lot of people weren't doing it. We have to have the goals. We want to prioritize our calendar. And then the list of daily activities. One day at a time. One day at a time. You know, Dr. Bob and the great AA meeting helps people get over addictions one day at a time. Well, the way you get over and and really get into success is one day at a time. All your problems don't go away one day at a time. All of your financial challenges don't change. Recessions don't change. Money supply doesn't change. But one day at a time. And you know what? You know, Jesus said it really well. Focus on today. Tomorrow has enough troubles of its own. You know, so many people are struggling with anxiety and anxiety for the future and anxiety for their business. Focus on today. So set your goals, prioritize your calendar, focus on the day. And another way to help you focus on the power of your activities, your goals, and your day is to track. So make tracking your friend. And it sounds boring and sounds technological. It sounds like an accountant has given you a programming update. But this is the magic, right? I was watching Tiger Woods uh, before Christmas playing in a golf tournament with his son. And here's this charismatic, swashbuckling, one of the greatest athletes of all time. And he was talking to his son about how to succeed in the game of golf. And he was talking about to track your progress. And that tracking was one of the key ingredients he used to know where he was at and what he did. And it wasn't just the score. So you got to monitor what's working well. And so, first of all, if you're in the service industry, you've got to be using a CRM, a customer 
relationship management system. We obviously have one at Buffini Company called Referral Maker, this award-winning CRM we built. But well, whatever CRM you use, you've got to track. And if you don't measure it, you don't measure what your activities are, you end up fooling yourself. You end up fooling yourself. You do. It's just we're designed to do it as human beings. We're designed to give excuses. And we're also designed to think we've done more than we have. One of the dynamics for me is in working out. You know, I have four days a week. I work out my trainer, Rico. And it's amazing to me. Like, I'll go, hang on a second. That's, that's today? Didn't I just work out yesterday with him? Because it feels like I did. But it turns out I didn't. And so the numbers, really, they create empirical data for us to make good decisions. A great Chinese proverb says, those who say it cannot be done should not interrupt those doing it. And the doing it is the activities that are then put in the tracking. Dr. Seuss, right here in San Diego, California, he's in La Jolla, said, be sure when you step, step with care and great tact. And remember that life is a great balancing act between the doing and the tracking. That's what you got to do. And Jim Rohn, my mentor, said, either you run the day or the day runs you. Time is precious. Time is valuable. This is how you build a fortune. This is how you grow. This is how you get ahead. It's your day. You're going to have the goals. You're going to have your calendar. You're going to have your activities. You got to track it. We also got to monitor what's not working. Okay. Now, the key here is what's not working by the quarter. So as a business person, you're going to do these activities. It's not like, oh, I did these activities. I, in our system, I wrote notes. I visited people. I called people. I did this marketing and it didn't work. Therefore, it doesn't work. Well, we want to track our results in a trailing effect by quarter. Because otherwise, you'd never stay the course. You just go from idea to idea. And there's so many people. They are just, they have hundreds and hundreds of thoughts and they love the energy of a new idea, but they never stay with it long enough to see if it works or not. And uh, you need to keep chipping away because sometimes the activities are latent and coming. Sometimes the activities you're doing are working. It's just the market conditions means it's going to take a little bit longer. It's like a seed that grows in six months instead of 60 days. Colin Powell said, there's no secret to success. It's the result of preparation, hard work, and learning from failure. Oprah said, failure is another stepping stone to greatness. And so Ariana Huffington said, failure is not the opposite of success. It's part of success. And I, I don't know if Ariana just said that because I've heard that from a number of different people, but that's the truth of it. We got to track what's working. It's feedback. It's not failure. It's just feedback. And then uh, lastly, you want to evaluate the plan and adjust as necessary. You're going to have changes, right? You write your principles in stone. You write your plans in pencil, and then you adjust accordingly. You give it time. You give it effort. I'm not getting results. Okay, go back to point number one. Is there a goal connected to it? Have you prioritized your calendar? And have you laid out the daily activities? Have you given it a shot? Have you tracked it? And then you go, okay, it's not working. Fine. Then we adjust and we learn accordingly. Sometimes you're right, right close. You're right close to having your breakthrough. And then uh, as you evaluate the plan, you know, Bruce Lee said, a goal is not always meant to be reached. It often serves as simply something to aim at. So true. So many times in my life, I've exceeded my goals, but the goals changed along the way too, because the results came. Michelangelo said, the greater danger for most of us lies not in setting our aim too high and falling short, but in setting our aim too low and achieving our mark. You know, don't get your hopes up, set low goals, and guess what? You achieve it. So that's one of the greatest quotes of all time.
from a real achiever. Don't worry about setting it too high and falling short. Don't set it too low. C.S. Lewis says you're never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. C.S. Lewis had his most successful part of his career at the latter stages of his life. So keep chipping away. You just never know when your breakthrough's coming. Lastly, and this is real tactical and really helpful, is pick a theme for the year. Now, my theme for the year is grow myself, grow my business. Grow myself, grow my business. And so how do you pick a theme for the year? What do you do? So first of all, you go back to the fundamentals. Wendy's founder, Dave Thomas, says it all comes back to the basics. Serve customers the best tasting food at a good value in a clean, comfortable restaurant, and they'll keep coming back. He was mentored. He was mentored by Colonel Sanders. That's who his mentor was. And he ended up founding his own restaurant. Again, back to the fundamentals. Author Stephen Pressfield said, long term, we must begin to build our internal strengths. It isn't just skills like computer technology. It's the old-fashioned basics of self-reliance, self-motivation, self-reinforcement, self-discipline, and self-command. Powerful stuff. The next thing is get help. Get help. You know, you're already starting on that journey here, listening to podcasts. I would recommend you go to itsagoodlife.com, our new website. It's fabulous. And it has uh, all the features of some of the best episodes we have. And it's broken into categories like most listened to in 2022. Uh, We have episodes on personal growth, just set aside for you, business growth, our favorite guests, episodes just on money. We talked about goals. There's episodes just on goals, episodes just on motivation when we have a real estate specific series of episodes for so many of our real estate clients. But also, if you scroll down on that homepage, you'll see where you can get a free business consultation. And obviously, especially in the real estate lending business, you're not coaching with Buffini Company, you're missing out. I would definitely check that out. Go and see if coaching's right for you. Get a free business consultation. Uh, And we help many small business owners in, in many professions today. But go check it out. Go to the website, check it out, and then go get a free business consultation. That will do you some good just to start your year off right. Demi Lovato says this, the best advice I can give to anyone going through a rough patch is to never be afraid to ask for help. So just get help. Mary Kate Olson said, I think the hardest part to get is to the point of asking for help or reaching out to other people and being honest with yourself. Lily Collins says, asking for help is never a sign of weakness. It's one of the bravest things you can do and it can save your life. I have a lot of help today. I hope when you tune into me, you do not think I am the product of my own assumptions. On my journey along the way, I've had so many different influences and mentors. If you took a look through this studio and I have a whole bunch of pictures of my mentors, my gratitude wall here. And then today, I spend a lot of money on people who give me business advice, personal advice. I have someone I I brainstorm and synergize with. I have accountability partners. I believe in getting help. And uh, I got to be honest with you, as the head of a coaching company, there's times I... I, uh, I didn't push it for myself, you know, but it isn't a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. And I just think in these times we're in that are so negative and so anxious, and there's so much negativity in all the marketplace, finding positive sources of people who are dedicated to help you, powerful thing. And then lastly, like I mentioned, pick a theme for your year. My theme is grow myself, grow my business. And it'll show up. It'll show up in these podcasts. If you'll be able to tell during the course of the year, how well I'm doing as a person based on what comes through this microphone to you. That's, that's it. I'm laying it out on the table. You'll be able to tell. If you go to one of the live events I'm doing, you'll see it on stage. You'll be able to tell that I'm growing myself. And I know this. If I grow myself, 
my business is in good shape. I just know that. So I'm just going to take care of me and it will show up as a better version of Brian showing up in his business. So I'm going to grow myself to grow my business. Maybe for help on this, listen to One Word with Jimmy Page. That was an episode we did. And that was uh, episode nine in season two. And Jimmy talked about picking a word for a year and how he uses a word. And my word obviously is going to be grow, but grow myself, grow my business is that theme for the year. Alexander Graham Bell said, concentrate all your thoughts upon the work at hand. The sun's rays do not burn until brought to a focus. My focus is to grow. Grow myself so I can grow my business. Paulo Coelho wrote The Alchemist said, no one can hit their target with their eyes closed. So eyes open, head up, looking for the future. We've got a set of goals, which is our goals along with our calendar, along with our activities, that becomes our strategy. We're going to make track in our friend. We're going to use that CRM. We're going to monitor what's working. We're going to check out what's not by the quarter. And then ultimately, we're going to evaluate and adjust as we go. And then lastly, we're going to pick a theme for the year. We're back to fundamentals. We get help. And with that theme, that becomes our laser-like focus for the year. So that's my focus for you so that you can have a It's a Good Life. I'm focused right now in the studio through the window, and I see our producer, the great David Lally. Uh, Dave, uh, what'd you think of that today? Thanks, Brian. Great content as always. I wanted to make sure you all know about It's a Good Life Plus. For the price of a single cup of coffee each month, you can go ad-free and get early access to the content. In the meantime, here's Therese Buffini to send us on our way. May the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields, and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time. (laughs) 